You have one new message. Message received today at 4.54 p.m. Hello, Jimmy. I would like to know what motivates you, what drives you, how you cope with the thrill of existential despair, how you maintain the urge to run in the face of the crushing void of the cosmos, how you drag yourself from the pit of ruin that is the home of all mankind. I would also like to know if you have any light-hearted anecdotes about eating pastries. Thank you. In 2006, after running for Great Britain in Florence, I scored a diving header with my willy out at Fiorentina Stadium. Whenever I light a fire, my son watches the flames burn and asks me, Daddy, are we there yet? Are we there yet? When I read Philip K. Dick, I sometimes get the feeling I understand the universe and I've been in contact with aliens. In 2002, after a house party in London, I woke up in a flat where James Joyce used to live. I saw his ghost by the window, or was that the curtains in the wind? When I ran my last ever race on the track, I thought I had at least 10 years of athletics left in me. On my stag do, I stole a kayak while hungover and rode out to a little island and ate a steak and kidney pie in the rain. The first time I went abroad with a Welsh athletics team, I did the ferry crossing dressed as a woman, makeup and wig, high heels and tights. I successfully tickled a trout when I was 10, the river felt like jewellery around my wrist, my fingers, and my toes. When I broke the Welsh 800 meter record for the first time, I didn't feel tired. When I broke it for the second time, I didn't feel my feet touch the ground. When I broke it for the third time, I just discovered my hair had started falling out. I can still remember the little bathtub in your flat where I read Naked Lunch and On the Road while you were in work. I was on the exact same plane that the civilians took down on September 11th, but three weeks before. David Cameron once saw me stripped to my pants, brushing my teeth by a river, where? In Bristol. I caught the ball at the rugby league game in Sydney, signed it with a sharpie, and threw it back on the field. The whole stadium stood up and cheered. When I was a kid, I had a dream that a blue Ford Sierra had crashed into the school canteen. The next day, Sure enough, there was a car being lifted out of the kitchen. This happened twice. I can still remember the first song I wrote, but I have no idea what I'm working on right now. At the World Championships in 2006, I was allergic to the carpets at the team hotel. Me and Noel Gallagher got locked in the studio together during the London riots in 2011. In 2019, when I started running again, I could barely manage 20 minutes of jogging. Nine months later, I ran a 34 minute 10 kilometer. I haven't drunk alcohol for over a year. I haven't drunk alcohol for over a year. I haven't drunk alcohol for over a year. One year, 18 days, 22 hours. Whenever I eat beef flavor crisps, I can hear Terry Wogan's voice. I can still remember the first time I dipped a croissant in a bowl of hot chocolate in France in 1997. Yes. That's the memory. Yes. Yes. That's the memory. That's the memory. You see. I didn't ask to be born, didn't ask to be born, asked to be born, but I'm glad I was, but I'm glad I was. All of these thoughts rush through my mind in a split second. They are weightless but strong enough to define me. These are some of the experiences that constantly live in my head. Memories and lies, stories and myths, all scattered through me, making me who I am right now, for this microscopic moment in time. And that's all we've got. Hello? Hello? Are you still there? 
I'm sorry, I think I had the wrong number. Let the pizza place know my usual. Stuffed crust. Hold the anchovies. Are you... Are you okay? Hope it all comes together for you, whatever. Whatever this is. Cheerio. <laughs> all aboard. Megabus to the Ritz. Megabus to the Ritz. Whose seat is this on the Megabus to the Ritz? Do you mind if I sit down? You see, when the legend that is the source leaves you a voicemail message, you really have to answer it properly. Welcome to episode 2 of season 2 of Megabus to the Ritz. Make yourselves comfortable. Control, alt, delete Donald Trump. This one is called croissants and existentialism. I'll talk about my injury, or more precisely, the unconditional love I have for my injury. You see, I'm the type of runner who likes to be injured. In fact, I'm the type of runner who likes to not run. I'll also talk about a small change I've made to my morning routine, courtesy of Kerry Lloyd at Saib Studio and her New Year Challenge. I'll be answering some questions, I'll be chatting about books and music, and I'll explain why, when I'm injured, I imagine Strava is a forest and I set it on fire. I burn all those segments of my train into the ground and start again on nutrient-rich mush. I'll pick up the existential handlebars that Source left on the floor and I'll pedal my philosophical bike around your cochlea. Strap in. The coffee machine is out of order, but there's a crate of abandoned fish under each seat. Enjoy the ride and the rich aroma of Brexit as we embark on our weekly nighttime commute to a better version of ourselves. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm injured. I'm injured. Um, uh, this is how I did it. I jumped over a shipwreck while doing a running review of the Viagra Boys album. Um, so there's there's something you should avoid is shipwrecks. <laughs> if you're <laughs> if you're going out for a run today, make sure you avoid any shipwrecks because um, yeah, my leg my leg hates me right now. Well, it's just my calf, and I, you know I keep kidding myself that I can I can run again. Oh, I'm like oh this feels a bit better. Let's go for a jog. But you know what? I'm just I'm resting it. I'm resting it and I'm enjoying lots of things that I would have missed if I was running. And I, it's weird because I only run for like maximum an hour and a half in the day. But I've, I feel like I have so much more time on my hands. So I've just been diving into music and books like I haven't in a long time. So I guess this episode today we'll be talking about my injury and my lack of running. <laughs> oh, we're off to a great start. We're off to a great start for a running podcast. We've got that weird five-minute intro, which, you know, get in touch. Get in touch. If anybody else is doing a running podcast with that with that kind of stuff on it, let me know because I want to know. I want to shake their hands, and then I want to push them into traffic. <laughs> no, I'm just – yeah. Ah, oh, it's a running podcast. There's no running going on and lots of existentialism. But that, that voicemail from Source – got me thinking about existentialism and that is lots of people use it next to the word dread and i i i get it obviously i get it i get it i have a brain um but there are ways to embrace existentialism it can be seen as a celebration of yourself you know book ended by the fact that we're all gonna die and the universe will end 
but I am trying to see the positives. I read in a book about stretching and injury prevention that the same chemical reaction in your brain happens when you're injured as when you're bereaving someone's. <laughs> Fucking hell. Ah, oh, it's a bit extreme. I don't feel like that. I just feel, you know, I need to cheer myself up and I cheer myself up by escaping into my mind. So let's look at the positives, right? There's one really good thing that I've come across and it's been a revelation. Hallelujah. Praise the bus. <laughs> All praise be to the Megabus. Uh, it's by a, a lady called Kerry Lloyd and she's got her own yoga and wellness business and it's called Cybe Studio. Um I did her a training plan last year and we've been following each other online for a while and she set this new year challenge. And I thought I'm going to get involved with that. So me and my wife are both doing it. And one of the things it does is you start your day with a, a cup of hot lemon, which I <laughs> I hate. I hate that. I hate that bit. Um, and I may have skipped it a few times, but the one thing which is really stuck and like seriously, I can't stress this enough. It's just changed the way I feel. It's changed my energy levels. It's changed how I can concentrate. Is I start the morning now with a green smoothie. Right, I used to be this thirty-eight-year-old child, and I would start the morning with cocoa pops. Right, I'd have a bowl of cocoa pops. Sometimes I'd have a chocolate bar. Then I would have a really strong coffee. Then I would have toast with peanut butter and jam. So basically, I am just inhaling sugar first thing in the morning, and then whilst being really dehydrated, but. I've, I've cut that out and I'm on just over a week now of starting my mornings with green smoothies and seriously, it is, it's ridiculous how different I feel. It's ridiculous how different I feel. I feel like, you know, those mints back in the day with a, with a polar bear on an iceberg, I feel as fresh as that polar bear must have felt. So, uh, and I, I mean, all, all that's going in the smoothies is celery, apples, bananas, I put a bit of like super green mix uh, and oat milk and just zhuzh it up and drink it. And like, it's, 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 it's blown my mind. It's blown my mind. And I think you can all tell by the way I'm driving the bus today. We are sticking in the lanes. I'm usually swerving all over the place at this time of night. Uh, it's a good smooth ride. I think you can you can all agree with that. So we have Kerry Lloyd to thank for that. Um, I was going to say something else about it as well. But, you know, yeah, just wow. And I'm the kind of guy who just... I don't even eat fruit or veg. Honestly, it's ridiculous. And I kind of, I need, I, I guess I promised myself this year I would change all that. And this has been the perfect way to do that. So that's the first way I've been positive this year. Um, not this year, this week, while I've been coping with injury. And it's something I'm going to keep on doing. I'm 100% going to keep on doing it. Another thing that I have just been throwing myself into is uh, books and music. I just finished reading a book called Transcendence by Gaia Vince absolutely amazing check it out it's about the history of mankind but told in such I, it's just such a readable fun way and things constantly pop out to you like there's a bit in there that talks about how important a discovery was that we started making soup <laughs> like <laughs> it's, i always thought like are oh, the biggest inventions with the wheel and the engine it's like no it's it's not it's clay pots uh and soup we wouldn't be where we are today without soup. So that's a great book. That's Transcendence by Gaia Vince. Poetry-wise, I, I am I am so obsessed 
not even obsessed. I am so in love with poetry at the moment uh, to the point where I'm thinking of writing a collection of poetry myself. I'm reading Small by Natalie Ann Holborough. Um, I've read that a few times, actually. And another one is The Last Polar Bear on Earth by Rian Elizabeth. Those those two books, those two collections of poetry, are honestly, they've given me so much inspiration. There's so many ideas in there. And I'm, I guess I'm just, for some reason, I, I've always, I've been working on a book about running and all of a sudden I've just thought, you know what, this needs to be a poetry book. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but a story about my life and running, but told through poems. I, I'll, I'll I'll work on it somehow. Uh, and music wise, right? Music wise, we all know I've suddenly become a massive fan of metal uh, and two albums, which I've got on repeat a lot at the moment is uh, a band called Neptunian Maximalism. Uh, I can't remember the album title. <laughs> I wrote it down somewhere, but all you need to know is it's uh, 16 songs long. It's two hours and 18 long, and I think it's about elephants taking over the planet. Uh, another metal album I am loving is Imperial Triumphant, and their album Alphaville is a really strange kind of jazz metal album. Uh, I've seen lots of people say it sounds like New York. I've been to New York. It didn't sound like this. This is absolutely terrifying. I wouldn't recommend running to it. I've tried running to it. I made maybe like two or three songs, and I started feeling seasick. Um, it's, uh, it's all over the shop. It's all over the shop. Time signatures, moods. You've got bits of like barbershop quartet in there, and you've got this really really dark, scary death metal singing voice, right? And then the singing voice isn't for everybody. I know I've sent it to a few people. I think you will love this, but they've just gone, I can't get past the vocals. But honestly, stick with it. Try and get past that because just the guitar playing and everything is absolutely phenomenal. I think you need to follow the album with the lyrics. It's one of those. So that's, you know, that's what I've been doing. Wow, that was quite a talk. Um, we're out of the tunnel now. We're on open road on the bus. So let's talk about running a bit. But that's that's what I've been doing to stay positive and focused uh, during this week. While my uh, Basically, my calf feels like it's sleeping in the hammock of my shin. So as soon as my calf wakes up, I will be like Robinson Crusoe. And I will leave this island of injury behind. <laughs> And swim in the cooling waters of running and catch fish in my empty coconut shells. <laughs> oh, what was that? What was that? Oh my God, I better check the tyres on the bus. That sounded like it gave me a puncture. Okay, I mentioned there at the intro that I will tell you why when you're injured it's important to set fire to Strava. Burn it down like a forest. I need to explain myself because I mentioned earlier that I am on a crazy poem binge at the moment. I am just getting my hands on everything poetic that I can. That sounds weird and creepy. It's not creepy. I'm just reading a lot of physical books and I'm downloading a lot of poetry on the Kindle. Uh, and there's one poem I read uh, the other night when I was in bed and it is a line in there that really stuck out to me. It's by a woman called... Daphne Gottlieb, I hope I'm saying that right, and she says, um, I'm going to try and do a poetry reading voice. <laughs> she says, I'm too bored to burn down the forest. See the trees? Let's bang our heads against them until we see stars. And I was like, you know what? That is how I feel right now with all the fitness I've accumulated last year when I just ran uninterrupted for pretty much a year I now feel that it is time to burn down that forest because in a weird way I was thinking progress and boredom can 
like feel like the same thing. It can feel like the same activity, like to progress and being bored. And it's like, it comes with the fact that you are repeating the same thing over and over and you're just getting better at it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was doing like daily runs. I was doing similar kind of runs. I was doing similar kind of tempos day after day and I was getting better. But at the same time, maybe I was getting bored. And what, what I love about this poem is that it seems to be saying that to me, this is my interpretation of it. And this is the beautiful thing about poetry, particularly like a lyric poetry. It, it's unlocking someone else's mind and yours. And you can, you can look at the world differently. And, the way I took that poem to be is like, when you're injured, you sometimes need to burn down that forest and start again with richer soil. Uh, if you just keep repeating the same thing over and over, it will be like banging your head against a tree. You know, the stars that you eventually see from hitting your head against a tree, you'll mistake for success or progress. But you know what? <laughs> it could just be early signs of concussion or worse, it could be the start of madness. Um so that that's that's where I'm at now, and I, I kind of willfully like just let's just start from scratch. Let's just go sneak up on Strava when it's asleep. Make sure you clear all the animals out so you don't hurt anybody, and just burn it down. <laughs> just burn it down. And I did that thing where I looked at my last year in Strava, like the calendar, and you can see all these dots and the days where you run. And I just imagine each one of those was a tree, and I just set it on fire. And now we are starting again. I don't know what's going to grow there. I mean. I guess like Bill Oddy can tell you what, what grows there, but something will grow there. Um, so that that's where I'm at now. I've set fire to Strava all because of five lines of poetry that either says a lot about the power of poetry or a lot about my state of mind. <laughs> but don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to like, just forget what you've achieved. Like, I mean, I know it's, that's for me, that's the worst thing about being injured. It's like, oh, all our hard work has gone to waste. It hasn't gone to waste. It hasn't gone to waste. You had a great time when you were training. You got really fit. And, you know, you're still going to start back fit. You're still going to start with a good level of running ability and skill. And you will still be able to run and shout your head off the music very soon. But the main thing to do now is just burn down all those trees. Stop looking at them. Stop hitting your head against it and start again on fresh soil. That's what I wanted to see. All right. Is this bus going down the bookies? Because you'll drop me off at the bookies if you know what's good for you. Don't mind my vape. It's a blend I have made special. Smells like stale piss and fag butts. I'll take a seat here right next to you. Plop my boots up on another one and give you a nasty look every time you use a word with more than three syllables. Hope that's okay. I hope you don't mind, but I just pulled the bus over for a moment there to have a shave. <laughs> I started I started this episode with, what are we now? We're on the 24th of January. So um, I haven't shaved this year. I think I shaved just before Christmas as a gift to my chin. <laughs> I said, Merry Christmas, chin. Here's daylight. Uh, and it's been growing ever since. But I started this podcast with the beard and I am now without a beard. So I don't know if you can hear a difference. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, right. Um, I tell you what, let's have a look at some questions. Let me get my phone out. Um, I I like this bit because they're always silly. So let's just see what we've got in store for me and you. I guess it's a, let's have a look. Um, how long did it take you to get your mega bus license? Is it easy to do the weekly shopping? <laughs> Pickle John. Um, do you know what? Uh. I was born with this Megabus license. I, I feel that 
I've always carried this little bit of plastic around me and I never really knew what it was. I used to ask my mum, what's this bit of plastic? And she said, all will be revealed to you. Uh, And then on January the 1st last year, I woke up with a hangover and I realised that that bit of plastic had been in my pocket all my life because I've got these genes that just grow with me. Uh, That little bit of plastic is my mega bus licence. So it's been there since the day I was born. Pickle John also asks, Steely Dan or Daniel Radcliffe? Um, uh, Steely Dan, Steely Dan, um, Daniel Radcliffe. I haven't even seen the Harry Potter films, so I'm not sure. I'm, I'm guess he's been in other stuff. Oh, he was in Lady in Black or something, or, or something like that. A horror film. He was good in that. Uh, but he just has this, I don't know, just has this aura about him which is not not for me. <laughs> don't even know if that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, Pickle John again. Well, you know what? He can send all these questions in because he's an absolute legend. And I tell you what, he is one of our punk pioneers. Uh, find him on, I think he's mostly active on Instagram. I think he does a bit, a little bit of Twitter, but on Instagram at Pickle John. And it's sadly his mum, his mum passed recently and he did a, like just an amazing ultra marathon in her memory and, and raised a lot of money. So check out Pickle John. He's an absolute legend. So he can ask all these questions. You're not even annoying me. I, you know what? You can stand next to me as I'm driving the bus. That is, you're more than welcome at the front. Uh, just get that weird orange cloth from the glove compartment to clean the window for me. Uh, he asks again, does everyone have to wear masks on the bus? If so, can I wear mine around my willy? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess if you breathe through your penis, then you should put a mask on it. Uh, Hannah, the runner, how many pairs of grey joggers do you own? <laughs> Hannah is a big fan of grey joggers. I know that for a fact. Um, I own, I'm actually wearing, no, I'm wearing black joggers now. I have like a greyish, brownish colour one. <laughs> they got a bit of varnish from when I painted the deck in in the summer. How sexy is that? A man painting a deck in on a really hot day in jogging bottoms. My legs were sweating a lot. So, oh, I got a really big pair as well. I got a really big baggy pair, which no longer fit me. So I guess I've got two and a half pairs of grey joggers. Matt Davis again. You asked a question last week. Um, what's he saying? At what point can you buy a new running shoe? Can you hit the notes in more than a feeling? <laughs> um, I can't hit the notes in more than a feeling, but that is a great song. Uh, buying a running shoe, I, you know what? I, I'm not even, the, I'm not the person to ask about this because I, I buy them when something goes wrong. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I buy an I, I it's like I buy a fire extinguisher when the fire's already started. So I just whatever, just buy them if when your budget allows, I guess. As soon as you've made crazy money, spend it on shoes or guitars or other cooler stuff than shoes. But yeah, I I'm not the person to ask. That was a roller coaster of questions. And let me just check. There's nothing else. Nothing else. All right, what else we gotta talk about? I tell you what, actually, do you mind if I just concentrate a little bit on the bus here and I'm just going to think about something I wrote and then read about why you can use existentialism to recover from an injury. Existentialism is more descriptive than prescriptive. What this means is that you won't find a handbook on how to deal with certain situations that life scoops up and drops on your doorstep. There is no step-by-step instruction manual. You can't turn to page 29 to see how Kierkegaard dealt with an inconvenient calf strain three weeks before his final park run. This doesn't mean existentialism is of no use. You can use it as a way of re-establishing your identity during a disaster and reminding yourself what is truly important 
in your life. I find this particularly useful during injuries when it's very easy to think the world has ended because Geraint the Potato has taken your local legend status on Clunge Climb. Cry no more. Here's what you can do instead of popping painkillers and power necking Lorraine Kelly. You can console yourself that because God is well and truly dead and the universe is sizzling towards its inevitable horrific heat death, you have the unquestioned right to be totally authentic and true to yourself. You can eat wagon wheels for breakfast, brush your hair in the dark or wear dungarees in home bargains. Don't go crazy though because while you have free will, you still have to consider your actions and how they affect others. This means you don't get to float away like a mad wanking anti-vaxxer hot air balloon or go on a punching spree in a Yankee candle store. You need to stay grounded with responsibilities and yoghurt expiry dates. Another key ingredient in the existential trifle is knowing that hell is other people. Now, as someone who's done stand-up comedy before, I sometimes find it hard to believe that anything can be more hellish than a comedian. But trust me, the most hellish people on earth are your friends. They criticize you, mock you, and send you sex noises on WhatsApp. But in doing this, they help you see who you really are. For brief moments, your friends can become your enemies, and during that time, you get the chance to evaluate your existence in a way that you never could without them. Why do they hate me now? What am I doing wrong? Etc, etc. That's the key. See running as your friend and seeing injury as the moment it becomes your enemy. While it's inevitable you'll have these fallings out, it's important to bounce back as a better person who's more sure of their identity and purpose than ever before. Be open to the fact that right now running is your enemy and use that as the fuel you need to ensure that you will always be bigger and better than running itself, no matter how unfit or unmotivated you are right now. Running is nothing without you and you will always be the best version of yourself when running. Tell yourself that no matter how long it takes for the pain to go away, you will continue to run with authenticity, personality and meaning. Get comfortable and wait for a gap in the laughter before you sneak outside in your daps again. Treat running as your rival when you are down, but as your friend when you are up. Well, that's kind of easy to say, but I don't think I actually mean it. I really don't feel like myself when I'm not running. <laughs> I don't. I've just written and said that, and then I've listened to it, and I thought, that's not true. This injury needs to disappear now. I need to start running tomorrow. <laughs> I can't cope. I can't cope without running. Thank you very much for joining me this evening on the Mega Bus to the Ritz. I hope you've all learned something. <laughs> Even if the only things you've learned are not to jump over shipwrecks while running, that you sound better once you shave your beard off. Uh, <laughs> Strava is a forest, and sometimes you can trap yourself within the wooden walls of your own prison and progress. Uh, progress and boredom can be the same thing also. Uh, existentialism, you know, it doesn't have to be scary. It can be about giving yourself power, uh, knowing who you are, and having the energy to keep on going. So uh, this one has been, you know what? A lot of it has been built around that voicemail message from the source that really was the launch point of what has turned out to be quite a bizarre episode, but I've thoroughly enjoyed making it. As always, let people know, uh, just just spread the word. That would be most appreciated. I've got a few reviews. I got a five-star rating, uh, so that's nice. That's nice. Uh, so I just don't want to let you down. Any feedback is is welcome.
and you know let's just keep on and Donald Trump in things <laughs> that's a good way to look at it let's just let's just keep on and Donald Trump in the universe let's just keep on kicking anything that's remotely similar to him out of the corner into the cosmos we can just float away forever thank you we're on a bus 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 hello this on a bus we're on a bus we're on a bus we're on a bus hello this we're on a bus we're on a bus From Tommy Watkins, it's called We Own a Bus. And you know what? Well, well, we're, we're the first radio station in the world to play that mega bus to the Ritz FM. Okay, everybody, that's it for me tonight. Stay safe, keep running, and uh, keep it punk, everybody. Keep it punk. Okay, over now.